Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Stanton Lanier. He is a pianist, composer, orchestra orchestrator and believer with a vision to create God encounters for all generations through scripture-inspired instrumental music. He has released 143 tracks from 12 albums and singles, which are enjoyed by millions of listeners around the world as life soundtracks for moments of God's peace and inspiration. BC Nation, don't we all need God's peace and inspiration? I do. He recently earned his professional certificate in composing and orchestrating from film and TV, uh, for film and TV from the Berkeley School of Music to expand his work in composing for media. Stanton is the founder of the nonprofit Music to Light the World, which uses his music to offer hope and healing to cancer patients, orphans in Zambia, uh, and others in need. He has performed in 27 U.S. states, Canada, Europe, and Australia. And his music touches 5 million lives annually across 140 countries through Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all major platforms. Uh, to learn more, you can visit him at StantonLanier.com. That's StantonLanier.com. His link will be in the show notes. Stanton, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Take a quick uh, 30 seconds and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Sure, Joseph. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be with you today. Um, maybe something you didn't mention is the earlier story of, of piano lessons for 12 years and then going off to college and majoring in chemistry and then getting an MBA, uh, thinking I would be in the business world like I was more of more of uh, trying to solve life as a problem, you know, to get a good education and get a good degree and get a good job. But I had this ability with the piano that God would reveal his purpose for that later in my life. Um, so anyway, just inspiration of, of story and how it begins early on for us. And we don't know all that it means. That's awesome. Now go ahead share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Wow. Um, interesting facts. Um, I played uh, basketball as well. So I loved, I loved basketball and piano. I was going to be a professional basketball player as a kid. Um, I scored 30 points in a game in high school. That was kind of a, a fun fact, um, but um, just that competitive nature is sort of something that people don't see on the surface for us, maybe that we can have in our heart to, to be confident in our abilities. And so basketball was one of those things that 
maybe in a quiet way fuels my confidence as a composer and with my music. Mm, very cool. Now, did you grow up with faith in the home? Um, was there no faith in the home? Kind of take us back to early childhood into the teen adolescent years and then into college where many of us lose our faith if we even had it. Um, and just kind of walk us through uh, that story. Tell us that story. Paint us a clear picture, would you? Thank you, Joseph. Yes. Um, so I, I grew up in North Carolina and then the Florida Panhandle. And in North Carolina, we were at a Baptist church. In the Florida Panhandle, we were at a Methodist church. Um, and I put my faith in Christ in middle school around the age of 12. Um, and so I, I meant what I believed and what I professed. Um, and I, I believe God saved me at that time in my life. I didn't know all that that entailed. So I did grow up with loving, loving parents, a loving Christian home, if you will, had two younger brothers. So we're a family of five and church was part of our life and our rhythm. Um, I think we, um, we were not, we were learning, hearing the Bible, but I wasn't learning the Bible in a deeper way that would come later. Um, in college, I did have a little bit of a crisis of belief in terms of, um, I'm more of the elder brother type personality, wanting to keep the rules and be perfect. And that creates some of, some of my issues are sort of worrisome, you know, being worried or anxious or fear or afraid um, that are sort of my, some of my challenges. Um, so the prodigal son that, that went away and squandered everything is kind of a curious character to somebody that's on the straight and narrow. So uh, that that was some challenging time in college that that, uh, that I feel like was kind of hypocritical in my faith. Um, but but um, God had taken me at my word and he began to show me that he did love me and had saved me in my youth. Um, but it, it would be from the way I say from age 12 to age 30 was an 18 year path to finally surrendering to him more fully. So at age 30, I really surrendered my career life to him and it became really my life uh, to want to hear his voice and to obey, you know, what, Lord, what do you want me to do? Um, I was 30 before I really asked that earnestly, you know, deep in my heart. Um, so I encourage people to do that if they haven't surrendered and asked him, what would he have them do? It's a, it's a huge step. Now, what happened in your life at 30 years old that, made you make that decision to fully surrender yeah. to God, fully experience him, maybe even for the first time, even when we're saved sometimes, right? We mean yeah. it in yeah. our heart, but it's almost right. one-sided and we haven't fully yeah. experienced, um, you know, God's love, God's embrace around us, like in a real mm -hmm. way where we just right. know that inner knowing that we're loved, we're his, yes. he's our father, he's got us. Um, so walk us through that. Just tell us a little bit about that story at around age 30. Yes. Um, so I was married, um, in, at age uh, 26 and 1990. Um, and my wife, uh, Lori and I started studying the Bible together. So we, we had a very similar faith uh, story from growing up. When we started studying the scripture, that's when it started to grow in my heart and become more convicting. And that, that promise of God's word doesn't return void that it's living and active, he really started penetrating my heart. And I was relying on my chemistry degree and my MBA and what I would call goal setting and striving to achieve from, from the 80s up until this moment in 1994, when at age 30, I, I fully surrendered to God. And the, as I looked back, the way I describe it was trans, transitioning from striving to achieve to abiding to receive. And, and so it's sort of this abiding in him and listening for his voice and wanting to hear his voice. So it was through four years of Bible study for my wife and I 
that brought me to this place of, of um, and I'd had like four or five different jobs over kind of eight years. I was striving. I had, I was trying to do, be successful with my career and had bounced around doing some different kinds of work. I had a little bit of an entrepreneurial bent, but I was really forcing the way. Um, and I needed to let, let that go and surrender to what God would have me to do. And he, he called me into a financial planning career for about 10 years, which was my first calling. And so that happened right after that surrender, this calling in the next few months started happening for the spring of 1995. That became really pivotal in, in hearing his voice to obey him with my music, which would, was going to be coming a few years after this point. Um, but it's all this is rooted in that moment of surrender at age 30. Um, which which burst out of the word of God. So BC Nation, are you currently striving to achieve, yet you struggle to abide to receive, like Stanton was, like I was, before he surrendered? Like, are you at that place right now, like you haven't fully surrendered everything to God yet? There's still that thing you're keeping in your back pocket, like, God, I'll give you all of this, but not that. That's mm -hmm. mine. I don't trust you in that area. And it's okay to get honest with God. And in fact, it's necessary. Mm -hmm. It's necessary to have that real honest conversation with him. I know I had that conversation with him where, God, I trust you with everything in my life. Here you go. But not my business. Nope, that's my baby. I'm afraid you're going to let me down. I trust myself more. And when I was able to have that honest conversation, BC Nation, God was able to give me healing in that area, right? So God waits for us. He's the ultimate gentleman. So Stanton, how did you go from what I call a little control freak, just like me, <laughs> um, you know, where we're trying to achieve and control every area of our life? Like what was the, the step or steps you specifically took, the specific steps you took uh, to go from that control freak to surrender go through that transformation? Yeah, well, for me, one way to describe it would be just a pursuit of God. I became really curious and desiring, you know, could I hear his voice in my life? Could, it, could, I, could he speak to me like you hear? He, he spoke to characters in the Bible. You may hear another person's testimony that they heard his voice. I just really had a longing for this, and it led me into different devotionals and scripture and prayer and journaling, and, you, and I just started to have a sense that I, that he was guiding me more. And this, he speaks uh, in different ways through the scripture, through prayer, through godly people, but you have to filter that and ultimately get back to, is it, is it his voice and, and his word being the, the lead there? But um, that, that, that longing and that pursuit, I, I believe if people, what happened for me is if you mean in your heart, Lord, I, I really want to hear you. you know, you're my father. You, you saved me or you, you, you love me. You care for me. Um, even if I don't know you yet, um, are you are you real? Will you, do you speak to me? If we really mean that in our heart, he will be faithful to speak. And so it, it goes deeper and deeper, though, when you get into that space. So um, it eventually led me to um, in, the, in about four or five years from the surrender, 1999 and 2000, he started to birth this idea in my heart that I could use my piano gift from from childhood. That I, I could write music from the age of 14. I started composing and writing songs at that point. But he gave me the idea to take scripture and write instrumental music. So take the Bible to create an instrumental melody that I would call, it came to be called scripture inspired piano. So the peace of God could go forth through this instrumental music, but in kind of a mysterious way without a lyric. 
So the Holy Spirit was sort of the lyric, but just the presence of God. And uh, people started to testify to that and say, God was there when I, when your music came on. And I'm like, really? Like, am I supposed to do this, Lord? You know, do you want me to do this one day? So I'm a financial planner by day and composing a few days a week with a young family. We did have a, a, child, a two children along the way that are uh, that were young when I was uh uh, starting to compose. Um, so I wrote 30 songs as a financial planner and released three CDs. It kind of became a comical thing at the office, like, oh, have you heard Stanton's music? You know, um, so I just kind of gave it as a gift to everybody because you couldn't sell a piano CD to a financial planning <laughs> client, you know, like, is he really any good, you know? So um, anyway, that's some of the, the, the path of surrender. There, there's, a, there's joy, there's struggle, um, there's adventure, um, and, and for me, that was very redemptive because I had approached life more as a problem to solve rather than an adventure to live. And, and that abiding that you referenced, uh, the abiding to receive includes embracing the, the wonder and the mystery of God and the, um, the adventure that he has for us, which is very personal and special and unique to our story. And he, he wants us to experience that and to know his faithfulness, you know, to, to provide for us and to bless us and bless others through, through our life. I think that's so powerful what you're sharing right now is, you know, so many of us, um, we just go through our life becoming professional problem solvers. Like mm -hmm. life becomes one big problem that we need to solve, one big puzzle we need to figure out. Yeah. And we're constantly working on something. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to work on that. Oh, I need to figure that out. Right? You hear this all the time, especially as men. This is like our popular phrases. Mm -hmm. And... What you're introducing to some of us is that's not God's best for us. God's mm -hmm. best for us is, looks like an adventure with him mm -hmm. that's tailor-made for us, for our life yeah. at this moment in time in history. Like, why, BC Nation, did God have you born in this century, in this generation? Mm -hmm. Why weren't you one of the disciples, you know, following Jesus back then? Why weren't you on a boat with Christopher Columbus sailing? Why weren't you, you know, fighting for your life and your family's life in the Holocaust? Why now? Why here? Don't you want that answer? God wants to give it to you. I got that answer for me and I sat with him and abided in an hour a day in silence. Mm -hmm. Right? And Stanton has his answer. So Stanton... Um, if you were being a hundred percent transparent right now, where have you resisted God the most in your life? Wow. Well, this, uh, as you were responding to that uh, segment a moment ago, um, you know, the, the first verse that I remember memorizing, and it was a long time before I memorized another one, but I was, it was when I was around 14, it was fear not for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I'll help you. I'll uphold you with my victorious right hand. So fear not. Do not be afraid. It's from Isaiah 41.10. So in our stories, in, in my story, he, he took something, this, this fear and anxiety and worrisome and perfectionist nature. Um, to redeem that in me, he ended up calling me <laughs> to be a composer instead of a chemist and an MBA and a financial planner. And that was very scary. Um, and uncertain. The future was unknown. But my wife, Lori, and I had come to know through his word and through his voice and through prayer and seeing different things happen in our life that, that we couldn't have done. 
we just had faith to trust him um, to, to take that leap of faith. So, so um, that was back in 2004. And uh, it's just been a, a deepening thing ever since um, to, to overcome this kind of this fear and uncertainty of the future. Um, and we've, um, and we've, 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 we have lost some, some loved ones in the past year from, um, and, and that's, that's made me afraid. I don't want to lose somebody else that I love. Um, and that raised, I didn't realize it, but I, that raised an anxiety level or a fear level. That was something I didn't know was still deep down in there. Um, so my music is like a journal as I compose from the scripture, I'm, I'm writing a new song about once a month, uh, for over the past year plus year and a half. Um, and it's like a journal of what I'm going through that God needs to speak into my life that then can flow into others' lives. And that's kind of the way the composing has been all along is it's a sense of, uh, quiet time with God, but it is my work, <laughs> but it's expressing his his truth and his love and his grace and his peace and his beauty, but the mystery, the tears, the joy through instrumental, so you can feel it, but it let, it gives him the space to work in each heart very uniquely uh, because there's no words to frame it. Um, so I know, I'm, I hope I'm answering your question some that that fear and anxiety and worrisome nature is something that he's been redeeming for my life story and he's still working on it. It's come a long way but this, this loss in the past year sort of showed it that it doesn't ever 100% go away to some of our, our idiosyncrasy, you know, some of our um, personality or just he, the way he made us uniquely, things that we deal with, you know, that we struggle with. So what other people think of me was always a struggle and I wanted to please everybody growing up. And that, that's come a long way as well because there's people that don't like my music, <laughs> which now I can say, hey, you know, that's fine. That's okay. Um, 20 years ago, it would have been like, really? What, why don't you like, you know, want to explain and get everybody to like it, right? So um, some of that fear and, and anxiety is even woven into that. Like, what do people think of me? So we have to surrender that as well. All right. BC Nation. I know Stanton just spoke to all of us. I mean, this is our human nature, our sinful, broken nature right without god we're fearful we're anxious we're worried we're scared um we're trying to do it all our on our own we're self-reliant and we're completely uncertain about our own capacity right and about the future and it just produces all this heaviness i call them rocks right all the head trash mm -hmm. um and god wants to take that from us Right? Any good father, if he sees his son or daughter being crushed by a rock, what's his first instinct? To take the rock off of them. Well, you and I are walking around with rocks in our backpack. And we move them from one side of our back to the other throughout our whole life. And so few of us ever even consider, hey, God, Father, can you get the rocks out? Will you take them? I'm tired of carrying them. I don't want them anymore. And I do believe, and I'll push back just a little, Stanton, here. I do believe because I've witnessed it in my own life and so many of my clients' lives that uh, there is permanent healing when God heals. Mm. Um, our tendencies are still there from our fallen nature, but mm. the healing is permanent. Every healing story in the Bible, like pretty much, like it says, and God healed him. Doesn't say, right. and then God set up a you know a next visit. 
you know, a next counseling session. No, they were healed once and for all. With God, healing is one and done, I believe, if we're fully all in and we surrender everything to him. So let's shift for a second here. I want to talk about purpose with you because you're truly standing in God's calling and purpose for your life. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's evident. And God's story, God chose to to share his story through your life, but specifically the way he chose to do it is through your music, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. It's fascinating it to me at <laughs> least, right? So yeah. here's my question. It's a broad question, but I think it's important. Why do you think 90% of people, good, faithful Christians, are still struggling to find their purpose, to find God's calling on their life, and then step into it? Wow. Yeah. Oh, it takes time. Uh, but he is uh, one of our family sayings with my wife and kids is that um, that uh, life is short. God is big. Um, so like we uh, when they were early teens or kind of middle school, we started to go to some of the national parks, like to go to get outdoors and breathe the air and see the see the scenery and then gradually took a couple of trips overseas. But um, the travel for our family and making memories together. Um, came out of um, that idea of just life is short, God is big. And when it comes to purpose, that's what that brought that to mind is he, he's so much bigger than we think, so much bigger than I thought. Like, really, Lord, like you can provide for me and my family by composing instrumental music from the Bible. I still have people that I meet to this day that are like, I don't get it. Like, how do you make a living doing that? And that's, that's part of that adventure thing and that mystery of God. His ways are higher than our ways. That's another, I love Isaiah 55, eight and nine, that, that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So he can do things. Um, he's like outside of time. He's outside of the economy. He's outside of the world events. Um, where it, when it says that um, a thousand years are like a day or a watch in the night to God, that's Psalm 90, verse four. These have all become songs, by the way. <laughs> These are all melodies. And that a thousand years is an album. Um, to testify to how he's outside of time that a, day, a thousand years are like a day to him. So this thing of, of if he's this uh, all-knowing and all-powerful and, and all-faithful when we trust him and when we surrender to him, um, we just need to be come with a seeking heart and ask him, what do you want me to do today? Um, back in the year 2000, it was to buy a computer, like our first home computer, and then it was to get a, a little interface that could record uh, sound with a keyboard that I had. He was just prompting me to take these little steps of faith. So every, every little step uh, is so important and you don't know all that it's going to mean. And we, that, that's another thing that my, my wiring is to want to know the results. Like I want to know, uh, and I, I talk about in, the, in, our, in our Christian, with our brothers and sisters, we tend to, um, we, should, we should celebrate our obedience instead of comparing the results of our obedience. So if you come with a heart of, to obey, to hear God's voice, to obey his voice one day at a time for a long journey, you know, uh, Eugene Peterson calls it long obedience in the same direction. Um, I really think he has this amazing blessing in store for each person. And even for those that have experienced this and tasted it already, there's even more. And, and my C.S. Lewis phrase is like higher up, further up and further in, like the, like the highest heaven, you know, just with the, with the Chronicles of Narnia, it's like there's, there's more further up and further in. So um, all these things are available to us if we just 
trust with, with this purpose and this calling that he has for us, but we have to bring a, a seeking heart and a, and a, and an open heart to what his will would be for us. Um, and he's, he's not going to ask us to do something that he hasn't prepared us to do for a, probably for a long, long time, but it just, we just haven't had that breakthrough. So I took piano at, starting at age six. Um, he didn't, so he didn't, he didn't call me to go be a missionary in Africa. And some people think they're guilt. That's they carry guilt because, well, he's going to ask me to do something. He's going to ask me to go to Africa. Well, he's only going to ask us to do something that, that he's prepared us to do, but it's going to take faith and risk and uncertainty. Um, so that, so the purpose is waiting for us. Um, and, and I just want to encourage people that are in it already. There's more, but if you're, if you haven't taken that step, like you're encouraging your, your audience, you know, it's, there's so much that he has for us. Um, and, and all the practical things he will, he will take care of. Uh, we don't need to worry about the one day at a time anyway. So hopefully Stanton, I like the, <laughs> I like the reminder there for each of us that when God calls us into purpose, his purpose for our life, even though it may be a large purpose, he doesn't, uh, ask us to take large steps up front. Sometimes not always, right? There's, there's the, those outliers, but, Sometimes the step is, hey, go buy a computer. Hey, go buy a sound recorder. And you're like, mm -hmm. but why? Like, I don't get it. He's mm -hmm. like, okay, it's okay you don't get it. My ways are higher. I get it. Right. Right. Trust me and obey. Just trust me and obey in the little things. And I'll expand right. and take over everything. Um, so that's, this is just a good reminder for us, BC Nation, that what are those little steps of obedience God is asking you to do that you're second-guessing, that you're questioning, and you're not obeying? Like you're mm -hmm. resisting. You're taking your time with it because it's the prudent thing to do. You should seek wise counsel and then keep seeking wise counsel and then seek, keep seeking wise counsel and keep procrastinating instead of just obeying God. Right. Simply, um, one of my previous guests on uh, this show is Pedro Adeo, and Pedro has become widely successful with challenges, online challenges. He brought that God idea, he calls it, uh, to the Internet. Right. And now all mm -hmm. these big celebrities are using challenges and he's that mm -hmm. guy. But something he said, which I really like regarding obedience to God is this. He said, your acceleration moves at the speed of your obedience. Mm -hmm. Your acceleration moves at the speed of your obedience. So if you're sitting there mm -hmm. wondering, like I often have, why is God not moving things faster? Why is this so slow? Why mm -hmm. is this so gradual? I don't get it. Well, mm -hmm. look at yourself and how quickly are you obeying in those small wow. steps he told you to take a week ago? A month ago, mm -hmm. six months ago, you still fully haven't. Like the answer lies there. And then ask, repent, Lord, I'm sorry I didn't obey. And then go take the action and obey. Hopefully it, it hasn't passed you by yet. Right? God is yeah. very merciful. Yeah. So I hope that serves yeah. someone out there. And again, that's Pedro Adeo that, you know, that quote is from. Um, I want to ask you this, Stanton. What's the... Uh, the number one spiritual habit uh, that you do um, that has helped you grow your relationship with God, grow your trust in him. Mm. Wow. Well, it would have, 
thinking back, it would have begun with like, okay, I need to have a devotion time. I need to have some time in the Bible. I need to journal. I need to pray. But today the answer would be just, and, and this is, this is with a humble heart that I say this, but the Psalms speak to it. And Oswald Chambers, another great uh, devotional writer speaks to it, that our, how our faith can become like living and breathing. So I'm just, I'm just in conversation with Jesus um, throughout the day. It's not a, it's not something just a couple points in the day. Um, I'm, I'm sort of calling on his name and talking to him. And that became a habit some years ago now. But you're asking me that helps me. I appreciate the question because it reminds me and refreshes me to, to just stay at that conversation with him. That, um, that we really can uh, be. It's a, it's a point of surrender as we live each day, each moment that we can be conversing with him and sort of seeing what he's doing, you know, who's he bringing across our path? Who can we love better today? Um, what's, uh, you know, we, we, we don't control our whole day. You know, there's things that will happen that are serendipitous or that we didn't expect. Um, so, so the habit for me is just this, this intimacy with him that comes through conversation and a heart surrendered to him, wanting to please him and obey him, but then not from a performance mindset, not that my performance that he's measuring me it's just through um he he loves me um he's he, he he's called me he equips those who he calls um so just just living and breathing god and that's one of the there's several kind of top songs out there but breathe breathe is one of them that 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 says my heart and lungs are filled with his praise i live and breathe god that's how psalm 34 opens up with the first two verses so you're reminding me and helping me put this into words that a habit is just living and breathing him. Um, and that's how the fact that I compose instrumental music is just my story. Like, like, um, Yo Johann, uh, Sebastian Bach, my favorite composer, he said, um, that the aim and final end of all music should be unto the glory of God and the refreshment of the soul. And what God's been teaching me is that if we seek to glorify him in our life, we seek to refresh the souls of others. That's everybody's purpose can fit under that. Um, mm. Glorify God, refresh the soul of others. And Bach, Bach wanted to do that back in 1720 when he was writing some of his great hit, greatest hits. <laughs> if you hear him like you're at a store and you hear Bach come on, you're like, what is that? That was, that's Johann Sebastian Bach. He's 300 years old. Um, so his heart to glorify God and refresh the soul uh, just really motivates me and it's actually helped me encourage people that their life if 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 we're seeking to glorify him and refresh the souls of other people everybody's purpose can fit into that and it's just going to be unique how how we do that is going to be you know unique to us but that's an encouragement uh, that comes out of this habit of living and breathing him thank you for that and bc nation i hope you're touched by stanton's message there uh, to glorify god and to refresh the soul of others is every single one of our purposes. It's very clear how we go about that. What does our instrument look like? Well, it looks like what is that skill set? What is that gifting God has given you, that talent, that ability that you've been performing and practicing your whole life? What is that thing that comes easier to you than it does to others? What is that? For Stanton, it's music. And this is how he glorifies God and refreshes others' soul. So how, how does that, maybe it's your business. Maybe you're very just good at business 
and you just crush it every business, right? Okay. Are you glorifying God and using your business as a ministry to refresh the souls of others? If not, that's where you're missing your purpose. That's why you feel unfulfilled. And it could be that simple little shift. Just point at the right destination. You now have the destination. So Stanton, thank you for reminding us and represencing mm -hmm. us to what all our purpose is under God in his mm -hmm. kingdom. All right. Welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round, Stanton. Uh, this is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's kind of like a game show. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. I'll go for it. What's your favorite thing about God? Wow. Um, his love for me. What's your least favorite thing about God? Wow. Uh, I can't measure his holiness, you know, his holiness. We have to, I can't measure up, but, but by his grace, he's not counting that against me. You know, I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of being human. What are you currently yeah. struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Hmm. Well, maybe that, that fear of loss that I was referred to earlier, um, and just to trust him with, with, my life, my family's life, and the lives of loved ones, family, extended family. Just a, a question yeah. on that, if I could be so personal. Have you surrendered that grief to him yet? Yes, I like, believe I have, Joseph. But but you're 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 bringing that up like this is is a great word to call me to to an opportunity for even deeper surrender and conversation about that. If I go before him, so thank you for that. You're welcome. I think there's a deeper place. Yeah, that's great. I know I've worked with clients that are carrying rocks that are grief, the grief rocks, and they yeah. carry them for years after they lost the person. And that is yeah. not God's best, right? Yeah. Grief, we're Amen. meant to Thank grieve, you. but only for a time. And yeah. then we're made, meant to celebrate, right? And Jesus showed us that's that right. through his own life. What are you that's most right. afraid of? <laughs> wow. Um, that's, that's hard. Um, and I am a thinker, so I'm sorry for pausing. Um, you could be like, Joseph, I'm most afraid of these types of questions, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, uh, there's not some huge fear like that. I mean, you can, you know, um, wow. You could sit with it. What did you spend <laughs> way too much time doing this past year? Oh. Uh, Maybe, I don't know, I enjoy stories and film and music. So I watched a lot of film because of the composing, but the stories. So maybe watching other, other stories, but, you know, there can be some good in that. But living our story is most important, which I still keep that top of mind. So Got it. What secret yeah. fear do you have about people? Um, just they're uh, yeah, judging me or, uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> no softball questions here, right? All hard that's right. balls. That's right. Balls. Uh, what, what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Oh, wow. Just his, uh, just, just how, how deep and wide and uh, rich his love is and his grace um, and how his plans for me are the ultimate best. Um, and they're, and they're so amazing. 
the sooner the sooner we surrender, the better. Um, thankful I could teach my kids to do this before they were thirty, um, and other other young people that I come across. Nice. Okay. Yeah. What's what's a new habit that you're going to create this year? I'll well, this will come quick because I'm I'm working out more than I did last year. So physically, I'm doing my cardio and strength. Um, and I'm really motivated about this. So I've lost a few pounds. I'm doing hundred pushups a day, actually. Nice. Um, so I've, and I've done that. I've done that since January 1st. And it wasn't this, when I do new year's, it's not just going to be a new year thing. It's going to be committing for the year. So, um, that's exciting. Cause that'll be, um, it's a lot of pushups. I did it a few years ago for nine months. So that was 27,000 pushups. So I, this year, if I can do 12 months, it'll be, uh, what is that? 360, 36,500. Yeah. That's what that'll be the push-up count <laughs> you're gonna be shredded at the piano i love it uh what's a bad habit you're going to break this year oh um that's uh trying to think something uh maybe your wife has told you something <laughs> You never know. Yeah, it's probably it's probably yeah. There's she's got certain ways she likes me to do things in the kitchen or around the house. Yeah, it's just just uh, sort of not yeah not leaving something in a in a room it didn't belong in or leave a trail. If okay. guys will relate to that or you know something you may forget in in the house somewhere. Uh, it's like, honey, I leave that trail so you can always find me. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's bread, breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Pick uh, three words to describe who you are now. Wow. Um, you know, passion and joy and, and adventure really just, yeah. Nice. Pick uh, three words to yeah. describe who you were before you surrendered fully to God. Yeah. Striving would definitely be one. Um, probably, uh, yeah, more, more afraid than I realized, uh, and controlling probably a good one to the nail, like you were saying, you said earlier too. Um, yeah. And last question, Stanton, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your wife, your kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about God, mm. what would you say to them? Wow. Trust, trust God. Um, trust him with your life, abide in him. That's two. <laughs> So it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. All right, this is the part yeah. of the show, Stanton, where you get to give our audience, my audience, a homework assignment for this week. What's one action BC Nation should take uh, this week to grow their faith uh, and trust in God even more? Wow. So this one, this is fun. Thanks for asking, Joseph. I take take a take a verse of scripture that's been meaningful in your life. Or if you need to go to the open up the scripture and find a verse, um, just meditate on a verse, chew on it and think on it and read it, read it often and even maybe commit it to memory. Um, this is what happens when I'm writing music. So it really it really goes deep because I'm thinking on this and re reflecting on it for a long time and it, and it becomes part of you um, and the Lord will bless you in that. So just but just start with a verse. Um, but go deep with it and just repeat it and even turn into a prayer for your life. Um, just every, anything you can do with this one kind of idea that this verse is expressing, um, take it deep into your heart. It's really powerful. All right, BC Nation, what a great homework assignment, a verse a week. 
right? So for this week, pick one verse and then uh, say it out loud. I am a Mm. huge fan of saying it out loud. When you speak God's word out loud, you co-create it into your life. If we are made in his image and likeness and he is the creator of the universe and the way he brought the universe into being was through his spoken word, which is Jesus, then Mm -hmm. when we speak, we create through the power of God himself. So don't just read the Bible verses, speak Bible verses into your life. This is very powerful. So do one this week. Uh, thank you for that, Stanton. BC Nation, uh, if you enjoy this show, go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and write an honest review now. Would you do that? And if I like what you write, I'll go ahead and uh, probably shout you out live on the show. Who doesn't want a good shout out across the world? Come on, people. All right. Stanton, what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you? Well, the website you opened up with the stantonlanier.com, there's a contact form there if they want to say hello or you know, if they email me, I'll, I'll respond personally. And it really means a lot to interact with people. So uh, that's, that's a good way to interface. And then just looking up on the music services like you referenced earlier too. Right, that'll right. be a blessing go, to them. Go check out Stanton's music. Download it on your smartphone. Get inspired by God's word every single day. Stanton Linear, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you, Joseph. God bless you too. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.